0: to remain standing for just a moment turn to joshua chapter number one joshua chapter number one and i know it's a little warm in here and uh and uh we've got it going wide open i mean we got we got the air conditioner set on icicle amen but it's just it's just really 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 hot outside so it's it's affecting that but that's okay we'll, we'll get through it say amen uh joshua chapter number one uh in in the time we're living in right now it's 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 real easy to get frustrated. It really is. It's really easy to get frustrated with things. Uh, in the early service, in the early service, it seemed like this would go wrong and that would go wrong. Just little bitty things. How many of y'all know that that one enthusiastic flea can drive a dog crazy? It's not. It's not the giants in our life that really get us. It's just little nitpicky things it's always yipping and yipping and yipping is anybody know what i'm talking about and sometimes it's easy to get caught up with the little things that we fail to see the big picture say what's the big picture how great is our god how great is our god what an awesome god we have we're going to go through things in our life we're not going to understand we're going to face things we don't want to go through but god said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee amen Joshua chapter 1, we're going to read just a couple verses and then get started here this morning. Verse number 1, if you're there, say amen. Amen. Now after the death of Moses, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, so far, that sounds pretty good. Everywhere you go, I'm going to give it to you. Nobody's going to be able to stand against you. Everybody you face, you're going to be victorious. You're going to be more than conquerors. I'm telling you, I have got blessings galore waiting on you. Now that is great. But he didn't stop there. Sometimes when we get into Christian life, we think that everything's going to be rosy and peachy and, and, and everything's great. Hey, we got a home in heaven. Uh, uh, listen, we've got uh, uh grace and mercy and peace and joy and satisfaction. Man, this is wonderful. But but be strong and of a good for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good, what? Have not I commanded thee, not suggested, but commanded thee, be strong and have a good, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed; for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Father, thank you for your word, thank you for your mercy, thank you for your promises, thank you for your touch. And Lord, please help me not to say something I'm not supposed to say, and please don't let me forget something I need to say. And Lord, I pray that your will be done in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen amen be thou strong and very courageous i want to preach just a few moments uh, this morning and the hotter it gets the shorter i'll get say amen be strong and hold on be strong and hold on. How many of you, how many of you have, have been in a car or uh, somebody pull out in front of you or you see it's going to get rough and you say, Everybody, you need to hold on. You're in an airplane and, and, and in the airplane the pilot will say, There's turbulence up ahead. It's fixing to get bumpy. It's fixing to get rough. It's fixing to get difficult. It's fixing to get a uh, little hairy. Everybody needs to buckle up and hold on. We serve an awesome God, we do. We serve a God who wants to bless, He wants to be good, He wants to, he wants to encourage, He's got plans galore, but He said, there's, listen, I've got, I've got houses for you you didn't build, I've got wells that you didn't dig, I've got vineyards you didn't plant, I've got, I'm telling you, a, a land of milk and honey waiting on you, but in order to get it, you're going to have to be strong and hold on. The word strong here means to seize, to means to grasp, to to hold on. There's sometimes in life, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to learn to hold on. Hold on. In this situation... If you keep looking through the book of Joshua, you'll find out, uh, I believe it's in chapter 12, but you'll learn that, that Joshua had to defeat 31 different kings, 31 different nations rose up against him to try to keep him from the blessings of God, to try to keep him from the promises of God, to try to keep him from his destiny that God had promised him. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there are going to be people that will rise up against you. There is going to be a devil that will rise up against you. He is our adversary. He's alive. Who's roaming, listen, to and fro, seeking whom he may devour? He is a real enemy, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to get what God has promised me, but in order to get it, I'm going to have to fight. Why do I need to be strong and hold on? Number one, write this down. Write this down. We need to be courageous. We need to be strong. We need to be tough. Listen, the Christian life is not for sissies. It's not. It really isn't. We need to be tough. Why? Because, number one, the battles we face. Say that with me. Number one, because of the 31 different kings, 31 different enemies, 31 different groups of people that were going to rise up against him and try to defeat him and try to stop him and try to keep him from God's best for his life. I'm telling you, this Christian life is not an easy road. It's not something that we're just going to skate through and get by. It's going to be a time and a place where we're going to have to bow up and fight. Paul did not say, I played a good game. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I'm a good soldier of the cross. I have Listen, I have bled. I have been bruised. I have been broken for the cause of Christ. This thing will get tough sooner or later. We need to fight. We need to be strong. We don't need to quit. It's always too soon to quit. Say amen. What are we going to have to fight? What are we going to have to fight? I think one of the first things we're going to have to face, and they faced it, is the battle with fear. Fear. You say, I I haven't been afraid. Really? Seriously? Seriously? You haven't looked at the economy on TV and got just a little nervous? You haven't turned on the TV and heard about the latest E. coli breakout and, and the diseases running rampant and, I mean, things they don't even have antibiotics for and don't tell you. You ain't got just a little nervous. You haven't seen all the threats that's being made and got just a... I know you don't get nervous. You get concerned. But seriously, if we look at it through man's eyes, it'll scare you to death. When the doctor comes and says what they got to say. When when, when the banker comes and says what he's got to say. You've done everything you could do trying to keep your head above water, but you just can't. How many of y'all know fear will creep in? You say, well, how did they deal with fear? You, you got to understand, this was not their first rodeo. This was not the first time the nation of Israel had been on the edge of the promised land. The first time they came in, they sent in 12 spies. And the 12 spies came back and said, man, you would not believe the size of the wall. Ten of them. Tw- two of them said, let's go. Ten of them said, man, those walls are unbelievably big. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. We have seen the sons of Anak, and I'm telling you, we're like grasshoppers. We're going to get killed. And because of their fear and unbelief, God made them wander around till all of that generation died. Joshua wised up and instead of sending twelve, he only sent two. The next time, say Amen. The majority is not always right, church. Fear, afraid. The Bible says God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Don't be afraid. I don't care what the economy looks like. Don't be afraid. If God be for us, who can be against us? My God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory. You say, but you don't know what the doctor said. I know what the doctor said, but I know who the great physician is. And he has never lost a patient. He is the resurrection and the life. He can speak life into your body like nobody else can. He can do it every time. Listen, it's never too late. It's never too lost. They said, Lazarus has been dead too long. It's too late. He said, take me where you've laid him. And he fixed the problem. Say amen. 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 We're going to battle fear, but don't have no fear. Have no fear. I've been told there's 365 fear knots in the Bible. I, God gave you a fear knot for every day of the week or every, every, every week of the year. Listen, every day you can wake up and understand God's on your side. I mean, honestly, it's not about me being on his side or him being on my side. I need, to, I need to be where he knows he is. I want to be with him. How many are glad Jesus will stand by you? Amen. But we'll battle fear, not only fear. Not only fear. Sometimes, this is even worse. This causes more damage to most people or keeps more people from serving God than anything. Sometimes we're going to battle failure. Failure. Sooner or later, you're going to experience failure in your life. Now, be careful of being the critic. Be careful of being the critic, put the stones down. Because God has a way of turning stones into boomerangs and they'll come back around and hit you right in your behind. Say amen. Throwing stones and being critical of others... The Bible says, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one. If somebody has failed, somebody has messed up, and they're trying to make things right, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Why did God say that? Because one day, you might need a helping hand. I like this. Ai, y'all know the story, and I'm not just picking this out. This This is in the book of Joshua. They have a great victory at Jericho, then, 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 then sin came into camp, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But, but, but sin came into camp, and they went into Ai without consulting God, without talking to God about it. Went right on up in there, and they got defeated with a little old bitty city. Thirty-something men were killed because of that. And I'm telling you, it put Joshua in the mully grubs. How many of y'all have ever been in the mully grubs before? Something didn't work out the way you thought. Something didn't go according to plan. Some schedule was just different than you thought it ought to be. Something just didn't work out right. And because of that, it was the end of the world. Everything was a failure. You was mad at life and everybody else. And you just want to crawl in a hole and die somewhere and just get in the the thumb-sucking grubs. I have been there. Joshua got there. Joshua got there. He was whining to God. Why did you take us out of Egypt? Why did you let us bring, come across this? And man, now everybody's going to hear about this and now they're all going to come against us. What in the world's going on? And I love God's response to him. I love God's response to him. Look what he says. The Bible says The Bible says in Joshua 7 verse 10, And the, <laughs> and the Lord said unto Joshua, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Say it with me. Say it again. Say it again. I don't know why. Joshua, get up. Get up. Get up off of your face. You say, but preacher, I've failed and I've made a mistake and I'll never be the same and I've done ruin everything. You need to shut up and get up. Everybody has made mistakes. Everybody has failed before. God is not concerned with your past. He's concerned with your present and your future. And He's telling you, quit whining and belly aching and complaining. Get up and go forward. The Bible says His blood will purge our conscience from dead works, not so we can quit, not so we can move out of town, not so we can move to other church, not so we can move out of our our responsibilities and our marriages and everything else. God will forgive us so we can go on and finish the task that He's given us to do. How many of of y'all, anybody watch basketball? Anybody watching this series, Mavericks and the Heat? Man, you're missing a good one. Man, you're missing a good one. Now think about this. In, in in basketball, when they have a foul, y'all ever seen anybody foul somebody? Well, in that I, I was watching it. I mean, I was in it. I mean, here they go, and they called the a foul. And you know what they do on the dude that they call a the foul on? The dude that they call a the foul on when they when they blow the whistle, this is what he'll do, and he'll get back in the game. And it, now right. He don't say, I'm a fowler. I'm just an old, dirty, rotten fowler. He don't go grab the camera and say, I'm a fowler. You say, that's silly. It's no more silly than what half of y'all were doing. I'm a failure. I tried it and I didn't work. Okay, try something else. That thing didn't work. Try something else. I promise you, I'm not afraid and I'm not shy of stopping a ministry or quitting something. If it's not working, kill that booger and start something else. Let's try something that will work. One of the greatest inventors ever known to man, when he was making the light bulb, he he didn't say, I failed thousands of times. He said, I figured out thousands of ways not to create a light bulb. (laughs) Amen? So you failed. Get over it. So you failed. Get in line. We're just all a bunch of failures in here. When God came looking for people, you know the old saying, uh, the, the Marine, they're looking for a few good, few good ones. A few good ones. That's what they want. I was in, I was in, uh, in high school. I was in high school and, and, and you know, I had to take the ASVAB test and, all, and I scored pretty good on the ASVAB test and everybody was calling, trying to recruit and all that. Everybody but the Marines. They didn't. And, we was get, and see, you could get out of class. You could get out of class and go see the counselor and talk to these guys, which was cool. We was out of class and we was going down. The, uh, going down. The, I remember this. As, I mean, telling this guy, a Marine, a Marine recruiter, was walking down, the, walking down the hallway, and that dude was dressed to kill, and had the looks to go with him. I'm. He was in his dress. He was walking down. Just and he stopped us and got our names and all that. And he said, "Who's called you?" I thought about it. I said, "Everybody but y'all." He said, "You know why?" This God is what he said. He said, "You know why?" He said, "Because if you don't want to be with us, we don't want you." I said, don't worry. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Scary looking dude. You know, at his point, we want the best of the best. We want the best this world has to offer. We want the best men. We want the highest caliber. But you know what? I'm glad God ain't that way. He didn't come looking for the best of the best. He came looking for the worst of the worst. When he came and called his disciples, do you know what they were? They were failures. Failures. They had fished all night long and caught nothing. And God said, I want you. And you know what? They said, we're just failures. We fished all night and caught nothing. He said, cast it on the other side of the boat. Just launch out into the deep and dry. Just try me. Let me tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been a failure all your life, all you got to do is hook up with Jesus and you'll be the greatest success because He will work through you like you've never seen before. Thank God He will use failures. Amen. Don't quit. Man, don't give up. There's so many people quitting too soon. Man, if me and Tammy quit in our marriage because it wouldn't... It'd have been early. I'm telling you. We... Re- we... Ooh. She's not in here, right? She ain't in here. How many of y'all keep a secret? You're lying, you're bad. You can't keep no secret. We give up way too soon. Don't quit. They asked Billy Graham's wife, said, have you ever considered divorce? They said, never! Murder two or three times. But never divorce. Man, there's been times, honest to God, I think, what, were, what was we thinking? So she was thinking. But you know what? I'm sure glad we didn't. I'm so glad we didn't. We're having a time of our life cutting up. We cut up more now than we ever did. Because really we never did. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let me give you some advice. Don't get married too young. And don't get married too soon. Because you can be old and get married too soon. Amen? Do yourself a favor. Spend time enough to get to know each other. I mean, you're going to be married a long time, say amen. Or you won't if you don't do that. That's right. It's just the grace of God. We did we didn't we didn't spend the time we needed uh, to get to know each other, but we jumped in and here we go. And it was rough. But I'm glad we didn't quit. I mean, there was times, there was times, dear God, I mean, when you, when you, when you first say that thing and you're immature, you say stuff. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't hear it. No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't, I don't, lying. I mean, we're getting this argument. I thought the main thing was to get the last word. Bless God, I'm going to win this argument. I'm going to have this argument. No matter what, she's going to show, I know, and I won. I won. I'm on the couch. How is that a win? It wasn't until later in life I figured that out. This is not a win. So, you know, there's just some things ain't worth saying. But you don't get it till you get older. Experience is a wonderful thing, is it not, gentlemen? I'm telling you, experience and maturity, things will happen and I want to, and maturity will rise up in me and says, Don't do it! Don't Don't say it! It's not worth it! there would have been a day I'd have had to risk it. But I'm telling you, maturity will tell you, keep your mouth shut, son, keep your mouth shut. And I thank God that I did say, man, don't quit. Don't quit. I know it gets frustrating, but don't quit. Sometimes, you know, all that, that, I've lost that love and fear. No, you ain't. You ain't lost it, you just left it. Bible the Bible says, the Bible says in, in, in Revelation chapter number two, when he's talking to the Church of Ephesus, he said, "I have someone against you because you've left your first love. You don't lose something, you leave it." Wait,, right. well, 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 how, how do I get it? go back to do what you got there in the first place? Go back to do, Go back to date and go back to talking sweet. Go back to listen, you can do it. Anybody can do it, but you can't if you quit. I read this story. True story. A gold vein, a gold mine. Companies digging, digging, and digging, and digging, and finally they got, they run out and was going to, they, they sold the mine. They sold the mine to a salvage company. Uh, a dad and some sons, a salvage company. They could go in and take the rails, take all the the steel and everything out of that and salvage it and, and make money off of that. And and uh, and and when they went in there and did that, the, the father said to the sons and said, "You know what? I've always wanted to be a gold miner. Why don't we just why don't we just work it a little bit? I mean, what's the what's the, We already got it, and we're going to salvage it and make a little money. Why don't we just do it? It just for fun. What do y'all say? Say agree. Hey, say well, let's do it. Let's work it. They dug. Three feet. How I many? Three feet. And found the largest gold vein of that whole territory. Three feet. I thought, that's the story of my life. <laughs> I'm always three feet away. They quit too soon. How many marriages quit too soon? Three feet away from an awesome life. They quit ministries three feet away from doing something great for God.
1: I'm just tired of it. I'm going to throw in the towel. No, you're three feet
0: away from God doing something great. Don't quit too soon. Amen. Things get a little hairy in group. Life groups get tiresome. I'm just You're quitting too soon. Because you're going to miss out on so many great blessings. I remember, you know, how many, how many of y'all know that people like to do stuff when it's fun? Yeah. But when it becomes work, they want to quit? Yeah. Everybody likes new ministries. They'll jump on the wagon. I mean, anytime something new, because it's fun, it's fresh, it's man, it's retro, it's hot. Uh, but, you know, and then it, 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 it turns into work. Every ministry does. I remember when I remember when uh 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 when I was a kid, when I was a kid, our family went uh, camping uh, on, in Okeechobee. My my aunt was a, a commercial a trot liner over there, a commercial fisherman and went all that side of the family went to uh, Okeechobee and went camping. And they caught a bunch of frogs and uh, and we was cleaning frogs. Why why are y'all looking at me that? Frogs, y'all eat frog legs? Anybody eat frog legs? Hallelujah. Now, see, we had frogs. Y'all got little ribbits up here. Y'all, y'all ain't. We got. Fro- I'm talking about frogs that's got legs like, like, like. Uh, 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 what's that? What's that, uh, that? That that Olympic runner Johnson? What's his name? Yeah, got legs like him. I'm talking about them big. You got to have. You got to cut them up to eat them. Say, man, big old frogs. And and my family and Aunt Jan and all of them were sitting there and they was cleaning them. And as a little kid, I was watching that and that looked to be so much fun. I said, I said, A.J., can I do that? She said, no, you don't want it. I said, yeah, man, let me do it. Let me try that. So she gave, and gave me the thing and said, now here's how I do it. And you take that and pull the skin. And you just pull his britches off, say, man, right there. And boy, that seemed so fun. And, and after about the 40th one, it wasn't fun no more. I said, all right, A.J., I'm through this, this. She said, uh-uh, you stay right there they're done. And you know what? We do that in life, don't we? As long as something's fun, we'll stay at it. As long as we're getting some kind of enjoyment out of it. But when it becomes work, we want to quit. Well, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is work. The ministry is work. Work. Raising children and rearing children is work. Being a Christian is work. It's not always fun. It's not always easy. But God is saying be strong and hold on because it's going to be a bumpy ride, but it's sure going to be worth it. Don't quit too soon. Don't quit too soon. We need to be strong and hold on because of the battles we face. Number two, because of the Bible we follow. He said this word that I have given you, Don't turn to the right or to the left. He said, hide this Word in your heart. You need to read it in the morning. You need to read it in the evening. You need to meditate on it all the time. Because as long as you're going according to this Word, you're going to be prosperous and successful. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but if you're going to be a real Bible believer and stick to the Bible, it's going to take courage in the day we're living in. If you're going to be a Christian and dress right and dress modest, it's going to take courage. It's going to take strength. It's gonna take a fight. I mean, anywhere you go, you gotta fight men to keep your minds right. Say amen. I mean, you can't even go buy a Milky Way at WDG without having to pass Cosmopolitan magazine to have naked woman on there. I need a witness. I just want a Milky Way. I don't want a peep show. Say amen. It's a fight. I'm full blooded male. I know it's a fight. You got to keep your minds right. You can't go anywhere without seeing ladies. Help us. Help us, ladies. Keep your clothes on. Keep your clothes on. I know it's hot. I know it's rough. I know it is, but, man, keep it wrapped up. Don't, yeah. You see, you got to understand something. God's not just going to hold the minds of those men who got corrupted. He's not just going to hold them accountable. He's going to hold accountable the women that run around half naked in front of them to cause them to think the way they think it. It's a fight. It's a fight. We all need to fight. If we're going to be this Christian that God has called us to be, if we're going to follow that Bible like God has called us to follow, it's going to take a fight. But it's worth it. Yeah, it this Bible we follow. We need to know the Bible. Why? Two things I've seen in, 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 in the book of Joshua that really they needed to understand. Two things they had to deal with that, that we need to know the Bible for. Temptation temptation and trickery temptation and trickery you say where did temptation come from when they went into ai or excuse me when they went into jericho god told them said everything in jericho i want you to give to me you see jericho was the first city among all these and god always wants the first does everybody understand that All the spoils, all the gold, all the silver from this city, God wants the first. Jericho was a type of the tithe to God. And that's why it was cursed for him taking it. Because Achan was taking something that did not belong to him. Achan was taking something that belonged to God. And because he took something that belonged to God, he was tempted in doing that. And because of that, he lost his life and so did his family. Now, when you're tempted to take something that don't belong to you, if you're tempted to keep your tithes and pay your cable bill with it, you're cursed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About that. I got Bible. I got more Bible than you got time, so don't even start. That's right. you. When you're tempted to do things you're not supposed to do, when you're tempted to, to be something you're not supposed to be, man, we need God's Word in our heart because He said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. There'll never be a day, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is a little tight this morning and, and, and whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I want to help you today. There'll never be a day in your life you will not face temptation. That's why God said every day of your life, pray this prayer. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Why? Because God knows the devil will put something in front of you. Young people, ladies and gentlemen, the devil will put something in front of you every day of your life to try to derail you from the cause of Christ, from the purpose that God has for you, from the destiny God has for you. And we need to hide God's Word in our heart that we might be able to stand against the temptation we face. And he didn't. And because of that, he paid the price. Because of that, his family paid the price. He stole that. And because of that, they went up into Ai, and 30, I think it was 37 men were killed because of his sin. They came and took him and found out who it was. And they took him and his family and his, everything he owned and stoned them and executed them. Man, when I first read that when I was a kid, I thought, well, that's kind of harsh. Wow. Really? But then God reminded me, 37 families are without their daddy. 37 homes are without the breadwinner in the home because of one man's sin in the camp. What's the point? You go ahead and give in to that temptation with that secretary at work. Or oh, that person that you work with that you just think understands everything about you, and your husband don't understand you, but he understand. He don't understand you. Think about right. That's right. That's just a temptation from the devil. That's right. It's trickery. It's wiles of the devil. You really need to think about this because there's a lot of people involved, and you're not going to be the only one hurt. That's it. That's fact. Well, that's good for you. And it will come out. Be sure your sin will find you out. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm concerned. Because, see, we'll get in that place. And and ladies and gentlemen, that's why as husbands and wives, we always need to communicate. We need to communicate. We need to always understand. We always need to talk. We need to be able to share our feelings. If if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling good, tell him. Because He's dumb. They are. We're male species. We're broke. We can't read your mind. Tell us. Well, you ought to know. We don't. Tell us. And men, be there and care more about somebody than just yourself. Because if you don't tell her she's pretty, somebody will. The devil's got five out there. Please. Somebody... Help us understand that there's going to be more people affected than just you. Well, I'm the only one hurting myself. No, you're not. Aiken probably thought that. Well, I'm going to just hurt myself. I'll just get no. He, he, his whole family paid for it, and 37 other families paid for it. I'm telling you, we'll never get stupid and give in to temptation. That it won't affect our family. that's right. I seen a. I seen a. I seen one of them. Uh, Uh, signs on the highway. One of them billboard signs. He had a young man on there with tears dripping off his face. He said, he's paying for crime. And it was a little little kid. And then it said under there, my brother's in prison. This little fellow's paying for the crime of his brother because he was without a brother. And I thought, man, how many times... Does us giving into temptation affect those around us and we don't even realize it? I said, guys, we got to be strong and hold on. I know there's times of weakness. I know, I know, I know there's times of weakness. But when those times of weakness and you're starting to feel feelings you ain't supposed to be feeling towards somebody else, you need to quit talking to them people and go start talking back to your spouse. And there's things you don't need to be telling other people but your spouse. But that's a whole other message temptation's coming, and it will be here all the time. But if we know God's Word, it will well up in us. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will jump up and down in your spirit and quote back to you the Word, and that Word, the Bible says the Word of the Lord is the sword of the Spirit. The Spirit of God inside of you will use that as a weapon to defeat that temptation and give you the power to be what you need to be. Yes, will. Trickery. The Gibeonites came they acted like they came from a far country and they put on old rotten clothes and old moldy bread and all that stuff and said, we want to make a league with you. And they did without consulting God or praying about it or anything. And the Bible says they worked wily, worked trickery. Same word when it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's so slick. Ladies, if you're getting feelings and Things in your mind that's against that Bible, it's the devil. That's right. That's right. Oh, but there's gotta be something better out there. Really? Really? Men fifty and sixty years old been married forever. Thinking, oh, I'm gonna have something, leaving their families and chasing something they'll never catch. And you know what? That's just from Satan. Oh, it's always greener on the other side. It still needs mowing. I don't. She don't please me anymore. I'm gonna get me another one. Now you're paying for two of them. That's smart, ain't it? What are we thinking? Listen, God's way is the best way. Well, I just you know. We just don't feel that. You're not always gonna feel that. Tammy don't always. She rare, well, she don't always feel in love with me. But one day she said, "For rich or for poor, sickness and health, till death do we part." I was <laughs> I was listening I was listening to uh, John Hagee this morning, uh, and his son was preaching. Matt Hagee. And he said he was on a trip with his daddy. And, uh, and, and, and a woman come up to him, just all tore up. I mean, just... All, she said, I've lived with Harold. I've lived with Harold for 30 years. We've been married 30 years. Are we going to be married in heaven? Because I just... this is what she said. I can't bear the thought of somebody else being with Harold. Matt said, I could see the wheels working in my dad's head. He didn't really know what to say. And Harold was standing behind her. He said, Pastor Hagee... I just got to tell you, I said, till death do we part, and I fulfilled my obligation. Amen. <laughs> Poor old Harold, he had it after that. Amen. <laughs> Listen, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up too soon. Why, lastly? Not just because of the battles we face. Not just because of the... Bible we follow, but because of the blessings we find. Wow! Man, they kept fighting. They didn't quit after Ai. They kept fighting, and they kept fighting, and they kept fighting. And then came the day where Joshua said, alright guys, this is your land. Alright, this tribe over here, this is your land. And they started dividing out all of the inheritance. And you know what? They'd have got none of it. If they'd have quit too soon. Don't quit. Man, I'm glad me and Tammy didn't quit when she wanted to. (laughs) The many times she wanted to. Amen. I'm telling you, we're having a blast. But it ain't always been that way. There's been times. There's just been times. Amen. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up three feet short of what could be the most awesome blessing in your life. I'm glad I didn't leave temple when I wanted to. I'm glad God didn't let me quit. Because look what we'd have missed out on. I'm having the time of my life here simply because we didn't quit. I didn't say we didn't want to. I didn't say we didn't feel like it. You're saying, we didn't. Don't quit. Preacher, what if I already did? Start over. But do it smart. Don't go right back into the same mess you went out of. Well, how do I do that? It's called counseling. There is safety in the multitude of counsel. Do it God's way this time. Do it God's way this time. If you quit your group, time to get back in it. Well, I don't really need the group. I need you in a group. Let me tell you why. I didn't say this in the early when I should have. Our, our church has gotten so big now, our prayer chain, is, it, we can't keep up with it now because one person has been trying to do that. So now we're going we're gonna to work all the prayer chain and the prayer requests and all that through our small groups. So why are you doing that? We've got a humongous church with a very small staff because we just don't have the money. We should, but we just don't have the money to hire more staff. But that's okay because God has called you to care for each other. And you need to help me by getting in a group so they can help me care for you. Does that make sense? So you need to be in a group. You need to be with nine or ten other people who care about you and love you and want to keep up with you and pray for you and meet your needs and encourage you. Well, preacher, I'm missing. Nobody even knew. Do you realize how hard it is with this many people? This, you're the second batch today. I told you the other day. I went to a restaurant and I seen a couple from the church, and I went and said, "Hey, how y'all doing?" They both dropped their heads. They said, I'm sorry, preacher, we wasn't there today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't even have a clue they wasn't there. See? Be sure your sin will find you out. All I had to do was keep the mouth shut. I'd never known. Because it's just it's just too big. Well, preacher, it just got to be work. We had, you know, and it's, it's hard to find a de- No kidding. Life is work. Life is hard. It's difficult, but it's worth it. Marriage is difficult, but it's worth it. Get back in. Start if you quit praying, start praying again. If you quit reading your Bible, start reading your Bible again. Hey, let's go back after it. Let's get back in the fight. Because I'm telling you, the spoils of war are worth the battle. Church, say amen.